On the show, we reflect on one of the world's greatest sporting weekends. As good as gone, Red Star set to leave Adelaide for the Middle East. A high-flying crow could also be leaving the nest. Hugh Greenwood is eyeing a move out of West Lakes. That's all coming up next on The Press Box. Goodness gracious me, we have another ripping show coming up on The Press Box. We love your company each and every week. And of course, all three of us have turned up for another cracking episode to date. Dale and Jace, welcome lads. Hey boys, how are we going? Yeah, it's good to be here again. How are we feeling? Oh, better, better than last week. Better? I've, I've had an extra run since I spoke last week <laughs> oh, and the, oh, the, the legs are okay this time around. Although, I, I was managed to do 5Ks uh, on Saturday. Yes. Get to the 5K mark. Did it around 23 minutes and Pretty I got good. home and I realised... You know what? The city to Bay is more than double that. <laughs> and I was stuffed already. So oh, no. I've got a lot of work to do in the next two months. Hey, are you holding up, Dale? I'm very good. I did uh, about 30 kilometres oh, over the last oh, week. Give us a spell. Jeez. I've got a lot of work to do, so, I think. Uh, but, uh, but no, I reckon we've uh, we've come up with a with a bet, haven't we? Yeah. Sam, Sam yes. are you going to divulge or am I going to divulge? You can do it for me. So... Uh, I think uh, we, we, we've all agreed on our little uh, mm. um, chat, group chat, yes. yeah, that if Jace and I <laughs> combined... In the city of Bay. In the city of Bay, run a total of less than 120 minutes... Yes. You have to buy us a carton <laughs> of, of Johnny Walker cans. Oh, you <laughs> said it on shelf. Johnny Walkers. Yeah, well, top shelf. All right. Top shelf. I'm glad you said 120 minutes because that means I can fall a little bit behind and you can take up the slack. <laughs> that was partially the reason. I think that, the initial that, bet was meant to be you both, both. have to be under an hour, but <laughs> we thought we'll give Jace some slack. <laughs> Give me some leeway, just a few minutes, just to just to, to, to hurry up the back of the field. And Dale's holding up the fort for the team. So, so they're locked in. Locked in. Oh, Locked yes. in. I'll, I'll, I'll play that. Because I've got a bombshell. Oh, oh no. no. Can't do this. I've uh, uh, signed up, uh, Jace, Jace, you like oh. this. Oh, we've got a coach. <laughs> oh, you have not. No way. And his name's Kane Corn. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't. And uh, Kane Corns is going to come on. Uh, is he? In the lead up to the run. Is he? Oh. And he's sent me, uh, he me an eight-week uh, running plan. Yes. Oh, no. So... Uh, <laughs> Straight, straight to Thirsty Camel for you. He uh, runs about 30k a day. Oh, <laughs> he does, he does two city debates, three city debates every day. Oh, hey. this is a game changer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, Kane Corns will be on uh, very soonish. On the Beautiful. press box. How, oh, that's fantastic. You just blew that up right there and then you didn't even tell us. It's brilliant. Well, well played by you. Um, we've got a absolute blockbuster show, folks, but... We've got to start with our weekend highlights. We don't usually do this because there's generally not such an amazing weekend that goes by, but this is exceptional. This one is just... I can't even explain how good of a, of, of a weekend of sport this was. Boys, what, what did you guys take out of Saturday and Sunday sport? Plenty to go around. I'll tell you what, two Wimbledon amazing finals. We had two different winners. And then the, the MotoGP, the World Cricket World Cup, mm-hmm. it was just... You know, a stunning weekend. And the Crows um, won. And the <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't quite make no, the list. <laughs> they didn't win in Port Perry. But my, oh, they didn't win in Port oh, Perry. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but my sporting highlight of the weekend was Simona Hallep. She was a yes. fantastic win over Serena Williams. Um, only beaten her once before they faced off in the final and um, was able to do it again. They'd met nine times before that. 
So it was fantastic to see her win. Not only did she win, it was a demolition job in the end. Yeah, she won straight sets. Mm. and um, Yeah, so it was fantastic. And I loved the bit at the end where she said that she was just happy that she could be, uh, um, I think she said she wanted to be a life member. So she's telling one, everyone that she's just happy that she could be a life member. And then the, in her presser, she goes, uh, my whole um, reason why I won today is because I wanted to meet Kate Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> totally not what uh, you'd expect from a pro tennis player, but there you go. I've gone with uh, the Cricket World Cup final. It was um, it, it's something else. I mean, it, we'll get to the entire final series itself soon because it, it was a fast, wasn't even it? the semi-finals themselves were ridiculous. But mm. um, the final in itself was just peak cricket, and I probably dubbed the best one-day international ever played. I think you could probably put a good stamp of approval on that. It was. It had everything. We'll talk about that later. But if you the haven't drama, caught up, the tension, yeah, the buzz, <laughs> <laughs> everything Bill Laurie would have loved. It was. Uh, it was one for the ages. Uh, I'm going to stick to the tennis theme. Mine's uh, Dylan Alcott. Oh, great call. He uh, won. Uh, call. He's uh, the just Wimbledon, completely uh, flown under the radar. This one. He, he is the best uh, best men's uh, tennis player in in Australia, if not the the world mm. at mm. the moment. No so um, um, so he's won every Grand Slam now. He's got the, got the whole set. So. He could uh, he could just retire now and uh, keep winning logies. He's, he's got the whole set, so he's got the whole he's, he's got the all cot Grand Slam. He's got the logie as well. Just doesn't have the footy show to continue on with. No, nah, that, that, that's fine. Just uh, go out and uh, win another Oz Open. Yeah, sensationally. Now you've brought in a little something for pass or fast later. You said something last have. week. I could have. What have you brought? Well, if if there's if there's a pass, yes, I said I was going to bring a cake. <laughs> yes. So I brought in a cake. Hopefully there's a pass yeah, in there somewhere. The, ca- the cake's here, but uh, maybe we might eat it. We may not. We, we've got a pretty big uh, pass of fast board. We'll get to that short. So you've brought something. I've also brought something mm-hmm. today. Um, my strepsils. I'm not 100%, but you know what? I'm here. That's oh, all yes. <laughs> it's a knock on me, isn't yeah, it? It is. <laughs> you know what happens in radio world, right? You don't have a you have, you have a radio injury, and the only radio injury you can have is a voice. Yeah. And so you can still turn up and hey, do your I, job. You I, just don't I sound great. I do yes, know that. Yes, you do know that. Episode one. A uh, bit hoarse, but uh, oh, Jace, right. we're here. We're here, and that's what we're well, well done to you, boys. Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, anyway, we push There is a, a cup of cement over there next, <laughs> next to uh, I need to pick it up and drink it. Yeah, I've been drinking a bit of it today. No, let's get stuck into the real stuff. Um, we've got some big news that's sort of just starting to break apart now, and uh, we might just go to you boys to uh, to hit it up. Uh, yeah, so uh, Craig Goodwin uh, is uh, reportedly leaving uh, Adelaide United. Last week, Jay said he's going to be the captain. captain. He did. <laughs> so so he's, captain. he's leading from the front and leaving? Oh, yes. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Middle East bound, Saudi Arabia. Saudi so, Arabia, club in Saudi Arabia. Huge deal. blow for Adelaide United if one of their star players... Beska, the highest goal scorer from last season, mm. up and leaves. It's going to be a huge blow, especially with the new coach coming in. Obviously, he wants to create some allegiance with the fans. He's going to lose that straight away by having Craig up and leave. He's got a year to run on his contract as well. So it's massive news. So, it's such a personal thing for him, though. It's a mm. personal move. He's not doing it for the team. He's doing it for himself, obviously, and really wants to propel himself and further his career. And I suppose he wants a gig in the Socceroos. He really does need to compete mm. at a really high level and, and really do this for himself. The only thing I don't like about that is that I've spoken to Craig numerous times over the last year, and he said to me in the interviews, and I've asked him about his contract at Adelaide United, he said... 
I'm staying here for three years. I've signed for three years. I'm here for three years. And then after that is after that. So for him to all of a sudden reportedly up and leave is going to be, obviously something's changed his mind. Mm. I think uh, it's also not up to him as well. I think uh, the club that uh, want him have come yeah. to Adelaide United and then right. knocked on the door and said, uh, how much is he well, in, uh, in the glove box? What, what's, yeah. uh, what, what's, uh, what's the transfer fee? How much and, is in the Mazda uh, 3? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was in the Mazda 3? Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and Adelaide have said yes, so it's sort of like the uh, Jacob Wiley buyout to transfer fee fee situation. So uh, it's probably not all Craig Goodwin's uh, mm. Goodwin's uh, planning, but uh, I think he might have a few extra zeros in in the bank as well. Is there someone hopefully to come in for him? Do you yeah, think? Apparently there is. Apparently okay. the word is that uh, obviously the Reds have known for a little while that he could be going, so uh, he got to be a bit proactive and yeah. uh, and get a like for like replacement. And I know I'm being told that uh, like for like replacement is. Is, uh, imminent. Wow. Well, uh, let's. I mean, I, I really am a bit upset that we're going to see someone like him go. He be- sort of started to become a bit of a heart and soul player as we furthered on, and, and a real fan favourite, old mm. Craigie Goodman. So, uh, look, he's got so much talent. He deserves to get a big opportunity like this. I think we should be happy for him in a sense. But at the same time, it's going to it breaks our hearts to see someone like him who have just started to really come and love a bit like Jacob Wiley in the mm. Sixers. You know, they're going to have to leave and, uh, and chase their own ambitions. Fair enough, too. Hey, cricket, It's it, this is probably going to take up a big portion here of our uh, start <laughs> because there's just so much to go through. Let's start, before we get to anything else, our Australians. The semi-final was last Thursday. Oh, 100% was it? We 100%. had our pants pulled down. <laughs> yeah, we choked. And against done. the Poms. I said 100% we'd win. You said, or someone said here, one of you guys said, whoever bats first wins. Yes, wrong. That, that happened too. Wrong. No, I said, whoever wins a toss wins. I wrong. Said that, that's what I said. 100% <laughs> wrong. I said, whoever wins a toss is going to win. We were very wrong. Gee oh, whiz. We came a long way from the truth, didn't we, when we predicted oh. this. But, I mean, number one, you're playing England in England. That's a very tough feat in yep. itself. But we put up about 220 odd, mm-hmm. 30. And uh, clearly, you know, their bowling was just far too good early Stop on. rinsed. We did. And we saw Warner try and get on the board. He got out. Smith started pushing on, did well. He was the only one that could stay on. The rest of them struggled. Carey did unbelievably well. And it's funny because Dale and I were texting. We were all texting yeah. in the group chat. And then we said that Carey getting out was the game changer. Yeah. Completely swayed the other way. Once he got out, it was just, it was over. I remember the the first ball Warner smashed it through the covers before. Yeah, the how we got hundred percent, hundred percent faith. Whoever bats first wins. First yeah, ball yeah. four win toss. We're, we're, we're off to a we're, we're on we're on target for twelve hundred. <laughs> <laughs> we're about a thousand short. Um, but uh, but how about my? I, I was personally vindicated too because my man just went. Yes. Glenn first Maxwell. Maxwell. F- first ball, Aaron Finch duck. That was all downhill from oh, there. Oh, yes, your man. Sorry. All downhill from there. Stornis. What about your other man? Yeah. We, he, we want to talk about Maxi. You know why he hasn't mentioned him? Because yeah. he's going to be coming up a bit later, I think. He's still going to get a spot. Uh, he could. He could. No. Well, well, keep listening. But, uh, but uh, yeah, the way Maxi got out wasn't uh, wasn't all that flash. But, uh, geez, I didn't like the uh, wickets of uh, Mr. Hanscom, uh, Mr. Stornis, and Mr. Finch either, who uh, collectively made less than uh, the Big Show himself. So uh, he, he tried. He, he tried, but geez, when you're coming in at five for 100, mm. 118 or something, it's uh, pretty tough. Geez, Kerry was impressive as well. He took that mm. big knock to the helmet or under his chin. 
somehow managed to catch his helmet, have the awareness to catch his helmet before it fell on the stumps. Mm. It was just incredible to but watch. But that's out, isn't it, Sam? If, is, if, if it hits if the stumps, helmet, it's out. Hit the yeah, stumps, yeah. It's out. So yep. he just had the awareness that he knew it was coming off, he knew it was going towards the stumps, and yep. was able to catch it. And I did like the, the tweet, too, that came around when uh, he had the blood um, spitting out of his chin and then... Yeah. <laughs> The, the the photo came became viral. Him and the Bay's Guernsey with wrapped up <laughs> wrapped up in the bandages. So uh, he he knew it was sort of looked like old uh, Rick McCosker style yes, type right. bandages. It was uh, Love it. sensational. But then to uh, then to throw it away like that and get caught on the boundary, geez, that was a bit flat. Yeah, mm. I know. Well, I think it's a day to forget. So we'll forget it. We'll pretend it didn't happen. We'll move on to the next game, which was New Zealand and India yeah. in a semi final. This is a one day international over two days. What the bloody hell is going on with cricket if we have a one-dayer playing over two days? It kind of led into what happens in the World Cup final. It's just been that sort of uh, tournament. But mm. I, I love your text message that I got. <laughs> he said it's been delayed. We're going to have the finals tomorrow. <laughs> it's such a bizarre situation. Yeah, I thought uh, uh, I thought that if it was a washout, it was a yeah, washout. Was a washout. Yeah, then, that's right. Um, but, uh, but then uh, not only does it go to a second day, but then... They they start where they finish. Surely it should have yeah. been a totally new game. Nah, sure. no, nah, I don't think you do that. You don't wipe what you put on the table. What if New Zealand had four hundred on the board and they had three overs left? They'd yeah. be flat for to start again. <laughs> India'd be spewing that they couldn't quite. And, you know, India'd be spewing because it went over two days. Because mm. if it if it kept going over that they one day, smash they would they would have smashed them. They yeah. had to face them in the in the early mornings and the clouds are open mm. and schnick tatar and they they were Gonskis early. <laughs> they were. Um, it's it, seriously insane game. I think. Um, and the Twitter one, the Twitter rant, yes, by the Indian guy was gold. If you, the if Indian you, guy, there's the, a few of them. The, the, there's a, there's please a, narrow that. The, it went viral. The guy smashed his glasses. I haven't Twitter. seen it. Oh, no, everyone just everyone okay. look. All it right, up. we'll go and look it up. Indian rant is sensational. MS Dhoni was probably the big uh, uh, talking point. He hit fifty off seventy two balls, and he was too slow at the end when it really mattered. <laughs> Did he save the game or did he not win it for him? That's the question. Was yeah. he too slow or did he... Did he prolong it or it, should he have... Yeah, yeah, gone for it. It was just one... He had, what, a couple of runs to make and he had 10 balls to do it in. So. I liked it in the... Was it third to last over? Fourth to last over? Shoulders, arms. Yeah, what the <laughs> arrogance? He blocked one, left one, and then a single. One off three balls in the dying stages. I mean, come on, MS. And uh, the the Guptal run out though was unbelievable. And to hear yeah. and to hear Ian Smith's commentary oh, to that, the best. He thought that's a, special. A he was a he was going to have a heart attack, or B he, he was going to cry, or C he was going to fall out of the commentary box. All three could have happened, but uh, yeah, that was sensational. One of my favourite things in Cricket World Cups, um, regardless of whether it's the one-day one or the T20 one, is that all the world's best commentators come together mm-hmm. at one time. And whoever's in the final, they the, the nation's number one commentator, so Ian Smith for New Zealand. Um, in the T20 World Cup a little few years ago, we had uh, Ian Bishop, I think it was, for uh, the West Indies, called the big moments. And that's what I love. You hear the people, not just commentating their nation in such a big moment but also just they're also barracking in a little way as well and mm. Ian Smith called that run out to perfection and let's jump into the World Cup final now because when England and uh, New Zealand played on Sunday night you heard how much he wanted New Zealand to get across the line but was so 
close. It was a matter of meters, I think, at the end of the day when it we was. got to the super over, Jace. I mean, you saw it. How how incredible was this game? It was unbelievable, really. In those even leading up to the super over when we saw those two run outs of the last couple of balls and then the super over happened, which is you know, unbelievable to be a draw after the end of everything, after there's two ties in less than twenty minutes apart, and then they have to count back. And as you just think, oh my God, this is how can it be resolved? A World Cup final be yeah. resolved on the amount of boundaries you hit. I just, it's a farce. It has to be one of the biggest farces ever. Yeah, really the, the count back. I thought it was the midweek golf comp at Victor Hart. <laughs> count back, but uh, yeah. but uh, should shouldn't have been a super over too. We found out uh, today oh, that yes. rule nineteen point eight. Uh, I don't think uh, too many uh, Kiwis will forget that now. But and having said that. The rule nineteen point eight does that overtake Trevor Chapel? Oh, the underarm in Kiwi cricket folklore. Has Trevor Chapel oh. just been punted off? I don't know. Uh, no, surely no. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't have thought so. Well, geez, it's just been done at a World Cup because they couldn't add up. So I was on the phone today to um, a former ICC umpire, um, and he teed off at this situation. I won't name him, but. Um, basically, it was 100% incorrect. The overthrows, overthrows and that they situation, hit the of three balls Stokes, to go. Isn't it? Yes. So it went for four. The situation was it's hit out to the boundary. The batsman ran one. As they were about to come back for the second, the fielders just thrown the ball. Now, the batsman had to have crossed for their second run in or- once the fielder had thrown it in order for that second run to have actually counted. As the throw came in, it hit Stokes' bat. As he was diving for his crease, it ran away for four runs to the boundary. So, technically... Because the fielder had thrown the ball as the batsmen were only just leaving their crease and hadn't crossed yet, they'd only had one run to their name so far. Hence, when it went to the boundary, it should have been one plus four. That's five runs, not six. Right. So this was a total blunder at the time. And as you said, Dale, it shouldn't have been a draw in the end. It should have been New Zealand won by one run. So this is this is fast in the World Cup. Absolute fast it was. <laughs> but then you can say, what if? And then England can say, well, give us that ball again and Stokes could hit it for four. Could. Could have, could have happened. But, 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 but that but, ball, but saying that again. Uh, what's his name? Rashid would have been on strike the ball after there would have been two balls left, and Rashid yes. would have had to maintain strike. So Stokes wouldn't have even been on strike. Yeah, he mightn't right. even had the opportunity to hit the big runs at the end. But the whole countback system is a complete farce. It, like it's like if you have the Wimbledon final was on the same time, right? If Roger Federer and and Novak got to seven all, and then all of a sudden they decided to to, to end the Wimbledon final on mm. who had the most aces, yeah. you'd go, "What is going on here?" Well, Federer would win. Federer won more points. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. But, that's right. But it's just, it's unbelievable that it was based on the amount of boundaries and not probably on wickets. And that's where the biggest discrepancy and comes from. Another thing I read today was if it did rain out the two days, we were actually wrong as well. The World Cup is shared if it's rained is out. Is it really? What? It's shared. You're kidding me. Yeah, that's so why I read something there uh, today. So why isn't, it, why isn't it the highest ranked team in the group stage? I, I mean, know. is that all irrelevant? I, They've I just played. Nine games against the best countries in the world, and they get to the final, and they've done all this hard work. And the it could have been one versus four. It mm-hmm. really could have been, and yet if it was a draw, the top team would have shared it with the fourth team. I mean, I understand the finals, the final, and they're both there to win it right there and then, and they couldn't be split. But you've done all that work. Surely you deserve a little bit of you know, I don't know, advantage, mm. reward. <laughs> I, I, I dare say not. I dare say there'll be some rule changes next year, or when it, or not next year when it comes around again. Absolutely, and 
but Ben Stokes, though, the way he was batting in the, the run-outs and everything that was happening in that last over did did spark my memory. He nearly, he nearly did a Lance Klusner. <laughs> he, nearly did, he nearly did a Lance Klusner. I'm like, he's going to do a Lance Klusner. Uh, now, and it sort of was because that was a tie. Explain what Lance Klusner <laughs> yeah, go on, so Lance Klusner in the 1999 semi-final, World Cup semi-final against Australia, had, he had Australia on toast and then hit a four, hit another four, and then hit like two off three balls and yep. then swung and missed a couple. And then Alan Donald got run out and it was a tie. But because it was a tie, Australia got in because we were higher. Higher. And, uh, yeah, it was a very Lance Klusner-ish <laughs> uh, ben, ben Stokes. But, can, I, um, can I quickly throw in here something? Um, the yeah. final structure itself, some people were saying, you know, because India came top and Australia came second, should there be some incentive for the top teams in the group stages to get through to the final? So could you have a Double threat, chance. A double chance. Oh, yeah. So... First versus second. Let's make the World Cup a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. well, it's one game more. We already we had two days of a one-day game anyway, so it wouldn't be yeah, any would different. Have, would have um, we'd have first place second, yep. right, as an alternative. Third place fourth. Yep. The first v second game, the winner goes through Straight to the through. final, Straight and the through. loser plays the winner of third Ooh. v first, fourth. I mean, there you go. The second chance for that. the top two. I don't mind that. It's a good system. Would that be a better option? But then there's other people out there saying, well, what's the point? You've, you've, done, you, all the, you've, yeah, the you've done all the hard four. yards. Yeah, if yeah, you can't yeah. win a knockout game when it matters to win the World Cup, then you're wasting your time. So, I don't know. Should we, what, what do you reckon? Would you, which way would you rather go? I would rather more countries in it to start off with oh, okay. and have group stages sort of uh, like the FIFA the, the World Cup. Yeah, uh, that's what we used to have. Yes. Mm, I wouldn't mind that either. But no, nah, it's got to be it's got to be it's got to be elimination games. Yeah. It, yeah one, so stick with the knockouts. Yeah, one one yeah, one day one or two day semi final. I tell you what, you the final's done amazing things for cricket though because in the UK it's the first time that the game has been free to wear. It's, yes. it's always been under the paywall of Sky. Um and over there they've had the biggest attendance or biggest uh, what is it numbers that they've seen viewership viewership seen on television. Mm-hmm. So it's been amazing for cricket to promote the cricket game. Obviously with England winning it helps as well. Um but good for the sport. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, did you know 40% of the tickets sold uh, were from Indian fans prior to the final. Really? Yeah, so... <laughs> suck Got ahead of themselves. They thought they'd gone the old way. They thought they were there. But I, I'm glad that uh, 50 over cricket sort of been saved yes. for a little bit yes. as well. It always happens though, at the World Cup, doesn't it? Australia had the same thing. We won in 2015. There were some of the biggest scores ever scored in that World Cup. We had 400s everywhere. And everyone went, one day cricket's all right. It's pretty good. It's alive and healthy. And then a year or two later, we say, oh, it's dying, it's dying, it's dying. And World Cup comes back again. Maybe it's what we need to keep it saving. Now, we know cricket is amazing. We've just been talking about that. But the ashes are coming up as well. We can't disregard that at all. So what we thought we'd do is we'd uh, put together our uh, Ashes 11s for the first test. So... Mm-hmm. Jace, Dale, and Kick I put our, put our 11s together. Now, this, is, this is who we think, yes. who we should who should be playing, should not be. who we think is going oh, to play. Wish, yeah. Well, hang on. We're going to get to yours in a second. I yeah. think that'll be the other way around for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, realistically, this is what I think would happen in the first test. We'll have Warner and yep. Marcus Harris opening the batting. We'll have Kawaja batting at three. His signs with his hamstring are looking good at the moment. Yep. So, he should be able to play. Steve Smith will bat at four. Our man Travis Head coming off a nice century uh, for Australia A. We're about Fifth. at five. Matthew Wade, big one. Yeah, he just he just scored a, a ton. He's hit, hit a number of tons. Let me just quickly get his numbers up here on my uh, on my screen. He has had a phenomenal stint with Australia A. Here he's had 117, 155, 
41, 42, yep. and just the other day, 114 not yeah, out alongside net. Travis Head. So three tons right there, just here in England recently, and he's had a few more in domestic cricket prior to that too. So he's had a ripper run. I think he deserves a number six pure batting spot in the Ashes side. Yep. Even though Hanscom probably will get the nod in front of him, I don't think he's really set up for English conditions. Anyway, Payne will be captain and wicketkeeper mm-hmm. ahead of Carey as much as I want Carey there. It'll be Tim Payne captaining the side. Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood and Lyon will be the bowlers as you'd expect. And 12th man, Alex Carey on the side carrying the Mine drinks. is almost identical to yours. I think the only exception is that I've gone for Burns. Joe yes. Burns to come back in. He obviously had that chronic fatigue uh, syndrome. Mm. He's come back now. He's playing for Australia 8. He's done very well. He's hit a ton recently. So I think him would be perfect to come back in and be the opener with uh, Warner. And then Kwaja Smith also to be in there at four. Uh, Head also, he's in great form. Great nick as well. He's just hit another ton overseas. Uh, Wade, like you mentioned, he's yes. in a hot streak at the moment, hitting all those uh, centuries. Payne's the interesting one. I've got him in there as well as the captain, but I, it's almost like if he, if he wasn't the captain, you would almost go with Alex Carey based on mm. form. Mm. You would go with Alex Carey in over, over Payne. And, I, the and, and that's we the only that. reason he isn't in there is because we know that Realistically, Tim Payne's coming straight back into that side. He's the captain of Australia. He's not going to lose that at the moment. Um, so he's in there. Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, Lyon, and then obviously Kerry as the 12th man. Beautiful. Well, uh, Timmy Payne, uh, Timmy Payne sacked for mine. <laughs> oh, here what we go. The <laughs> We're right what did, you, what did you say before about? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, this is realistic, but, but, right? But no, this is realistic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, stick with me here. Oh, okay. I like it. How, yeah, yeah. Just because he's a captain, he's not. He's, he's not just, the best player in his position. He's just sacked we the captain of Australia. <laughs> he's not the best player in his position. He's never going to come it, on the podcast oh, now. Oh, he won't. He won't. Good. I'd rather Alex carry on anyway. <laughs> but it, it, is he the best wicketkeeper in Australia? No, we know no. that. Well, why does he get a game? Who else is captaining this team? Who's your captain? All right, go on. Yeah, go Name on. the rest of your 11. Tell us who's Let's captain. Let's go. Who's opening first? Marcus Harris is opening with David Warner. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Smith is at number three. First drop. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Travis Head is number four. <whistles> Curtis Patterson bats at five. Oh, wow. Alex Carey uh, at six. And captain. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the captain captaincy is a little bit of an issue. but uh, <laughs> It's a little <laughs> bit of an issue. You need to have someone to cost, toss the coin. Yeah, well, uh, let, let me finish. Okay. All right, I'll let okay. you finish. Right. I'll let you so finish. Uh, you need 20 wickets in a test match sure. to, to win. So I've gone uh, Five Cut, uh, Cummins at seven. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Stark, yep. Pattinson, oh. Nathan Lyon, Josh Hayeswood. Four-man wow. pace attack Jack and a spinner. With a spinner. <laughs> and Travis Head as your backup and Steve Smith if you want him to. And Who's the captain. Wow. And the, tw- and the 12th man is Tim Payne the captain. You are kidding. <laughs> so oh, wow. Tim Payne's going to toss the coin as 12th man. And then go to, and then and then go then to carry the drinks. drinks. <laughs> You're kidding me. Who's captain in that 11? Who, who, oh, well, would be the, Come on. It'd be Hazelwood because he's the vice captain now. Yeah, fair so play. Hazelwood, he'd Hazelwood he'd would want to be giving out some pretty good water. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Mitch Marsh? Wasn't he uh, vice captain at one I don't stage? Think... Yeah, <laughs> and, and he got dropped. He didn't save his spot because he's the vice Kwa- captain. Kwaja missed out, did he? Bit, bit stiff. Oh, he's injured. Yeah. No, he's not. Oh, he's okay. going to be okay. He'll be fine. No, How, are you a bit stiff that the, uh, I think it's 20 man, 25-man squad, there's no Glenn Maxwell? And no, did you, you didn't have Wade in there either. He's in stunning form. Yeah. 
No, well, Why you just bowlers, wickets win <laughs> test matches. Wickets. Sort of runs, mate. Yeah, but you need wickets. You need wickets. And that, that 11 can make about 300, and then we'll roll them for less than 300. All right, we'll put them up on uh, our Press Box EP uh, Twitter, and you can vote away on who you think's actually got a realistic 11. Mm-hmm. I think Jason and I are in the penthouse I there. Is... <laughs> I like what you think he's yeah, yeah, playing. should it's, be playing, pain, not what pain, will be playing. Pain is such an interesting one, because he took over after that huge crisis that we went through through and the suspensions well, put and it you, this can't, way. you he, can't sack a bloke that's in a year's time maybe he can in a year's time when Smith can't be captain for another 11 months yes so yeah. he's only 11 months left anyway so just bite the bullet now that's a ra- if you were the chairman of selectors that's radical don't know if you'd be trusted up there mm. I don't know, I'd just pick the best wicket keeper I don't, know, I, don't Australia I, don't British. I don't know if he's trusted down here <laughs> Uh, oh, I apologise for picking the best wicketkeeper batsman in yeah, Australia in our test team. It's probably true. Actually, right. there should be co-captains. Oh, no, <laughs> let's not go down that path. If you, if, you, if you let Jace pick the co-captains, one of them might want to leave for That's someone true. else. They'll be in Saudi Arabia next week. <laughs> let's talk about Wimbledon. Uh, just a hop, skip and a jump across from uh, Lords, where everything will be happening very soon. Um, the All England Club saw two great Wimbledon finals. Djokovic, champion of one, and Simona Halep, champion of the other. How do we see it? Yeah, long games for anyway not, for not the, the women's. Men's, men's final. <laughs> yeah. It was a long game. Nearly five hours, I think it was. Longest one in history. It was mm. good to see. You got your money's worth on the men's final. Uh, Probably not it, the females. A little bit of our no. City to Bay bet on that one, isn't there? <laughs> Just uh, making sure one's long and the other one's short so you can fit them under. I like the, um, I, you know... Federer, I, feel, I, I had it in my Federer in my multi, so I was a bit upset. <laughs> upset and he had two uh, championship points and he, he missed both of them. So mm, yeah. hats off to Djokovic. He's an incredible champion. He's won it now the fifth time, I think it is. So mm. um, unbelievable champion. Uh, I think uh, Djokovic clearly will uh, get uh, the most Grand Slams ever. He'll catch uh, Federer's mark. Uh, he's got two to go, I think, does he? Especially, you know, he's got about four. Oh, four to go. Four to go. But uh, if he keeps, beat- <laughs> if he keeps beating Federer <laughs> in the final, we'll catch him. Um, and I did like the, the, one of the best bits. I like the quirky bits. I did like how he ate the grass. I did like yeah, that too. That's yeah, a bit yeah, different. It's a good tradition. <laughs> that uh, where's Asada? Like, come on, <laughs> there could be a bit of uh, there could be a bit bit of something in the grass. I think there'd there, be but, a little um, something behind it if Roger Federer did it because he's known as the goat, and goats mm, do eat grass, don't mm, they? So that is, that would add a little bit. Fit. I think he's just trying to steal the mantle. The goats, the goats don't choke on match point either. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gee whiz! Is Novak the new goat? He'll, he'll overtake him over time. If uh, if Novak plays to his 37, mm-hmm. which uh, Fed is now, he'll clearly uh, overtake him. But the the bad stat is the last 11 Grand Slams has all been Federer, Djokovic, or Nadal. Where, where's the next generation? Are they just that mm. bad, or is just those three that good? I saw a meme, I think, on uh, Twitter somewhere, and they had a, fo- a photoshopped version of Nadal, Federer and Djokovic as old men in their 80s with grey hair still playing and they were going to be the top three finalists again in Wimbledon in 2040. I mean, that's our, they're taking the piss, aren't they, out of this next generation. They are that good still heading, you know, upward toward 40. And it's just, it's scary the talent they've still got. You watched that game and you went, geez, we're watching a classic, but it feels like we're back in 2010. Like, you just don't get sick of these games between these guys. 
and they go forever. And they <laughs> you, do. Get, you get your money's worth That's out of right. it. So yeah, we're definitely in a golden era of tennis right now, where we're seeing those three mm. stars just dominate every every final and every tournament at the moment. So it's interesting stat. I'm not sure if uh, Nick Kyrgios is going to get there anytime too with the way he's performing at the moment, especially with mm. some of his antics. Even though it's a pass for me, I still love his stuff. Yeah, well, it's a pass because he's put his hand up and said he isn't good enough. <laughs> yeah, well, so, there you go. so he's a, he's a realist. But uh, the shout out must go to. Uh, um, Bat- Batista Agut, I think his name is, the okay. Spanish guy that Djokovic beat, beat in the semi final. Didn't think he was going to make it that far because he actually um, had it, uh, planned his Bucks party for the same <laughs> oh. for, the, for, for the same night as the semi final <laughs> in a different country in Europe. Wow. So um, he didn't think he was going to make it to the semis. He had to postpone his Bucks to reschedule party. It. One of the best players in the world. Don't think he's going to stand up at Wimbledon. He had to reschedule the limo and the, the, ga- the girls for later. Oh, did he? No. So, uh, yeah, but geez, he had a few more, a bit more prize money in the kitty to uh, spend on his uh, Bucks party. Uh, very, very soonish. Can we can we talk quickly about Simona Halep? We did mention her at the very top of the show, but Port, Adla- um, Port Adelaide Simona. Halep. Oh yes, yes. Uh, you guys can Port claim Adelaide all you want. But ambassador Serena didn't even look like she turned up. Did she? Just she played brilliantly. It was like no. uh, it was like uh, you were playing PlayStation and yeah. you did, and you just turned turned up uh, <laughs> Simona Halep and yeah. just everything went in. It was like all the ratings went to a hundred mm. and it was yeah. like she didn't miss she anything. Back to back breaks off her, and, and yeah. after yeah. that, we should just see you later. Yeah, it was just—it was unbelievable. It was just—it was like some sort of epiphany she was in, and then the bang. But she wanted to meet Kate Middleton, so <laughs> clearly a motivation. I, I wouldn't hit the tennis ball out either. So first, there you go. first Romanian too to win uh, Wimbledon final. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There is a stat we like to end that on. Now let's talk about some footy before we go into their hoops, uh, because we've got a bit of that to talk about too. And pass the fast is loaded. We've got the cake ready to go. Hopefully, there's a pass number twenty-one. Oh, anyway, start cutting this thing up. Yeah, soon. you might want to. Um, the Crows, we beat Gold Coast by 90-odd points, which was great. Should have been 120, uh, but anyway. Uh, just rewind last episode, I did say Crows by 90. Yeah, you did say bit. that. So, uh, well, it was a free hit. Anyone yeah, could have predicted it that It doesn't one. really matter. <laughs> they got rolled it by over 100 points a week before. Um, but one of their players... Hugh Greenwood has mm. said something very interesting. Yeah, so we got this off the Lowdown podcast tonight. Um, Reese Humphrey from the Advertiser spoke to Huey Greenwood on the podcast, and this is what he had to say about his future with Adelaide. We've been exploring or having stuff in the bank in case this the Crow stuff doesn't work out for a long time now. We thought round four we were going to have a contract mm. offer, and that never came. So obviously we've had to put stuff in, in place. I'm not going to confirm or deny who it is or what it is, but um, I've left that up to my manager, of course. We'd be silly if we banked on one particular path. If Imagine if that path closed down and I'm left with nothing next year so obviously we'd be silly not to put things in place and that's why I have a manager but um, from from day dot I've I've made my intentions clear that uh, we want to stay in Adelaide and we'll continue to work through that. That's massive news from Hugh Greenwood. That's basically saying that hey the Crows haven't offered me a contract at round four when we thought they would. Now we're exploring other options at a different club. By the sounds of it his manager and himself have been talking to one particular club Mm. and that club is believed to have been Hawthorne. So it looks like that, that he could be off or at the end of the year, if they don't come to some sort of agreement mm. soon, that he could be leaving Westlakes. It's good good due, due diligence, though, to have a plan B and a plan, plan C and a plan D. But uh, um, the Hawthorne uh, link is... Uh, is a uh, gr- greater than what people may think because uh, Hugh, Hugh Greenwood is from Tasmania and uh, Hawthorne play a lot of oh, games yeah. in uh, Launceston. in, t- in uh, Launceston. So mm. there's a b- bit of a link there. So uh, 
Yeah, to watch the space with uh, old uh, Huey Greenwood, it could be interesting. As a Crows member and a, a passionate fan, how do you feel about one of their high-flying, you know, big men to, to all of a sudden, looks like he could be departing? It's just another one of those situations where it's all too familiar now. We've seen it time and time again over the last five, six, seven, eight years where a great player with so much potential, he's young, he's fit, he's firing, he's not in bad form and he's got an upside like no tomorrow and yet we haven't got his signature. Why haven't we put an offer to him? I mean, he said there, he's he's asked for an offer, they said they'd give him one and yet he hasn't seen one. All they need is negotiate. Negotiations all we need to do. Start the conversation with the kid. I mean, he's on his way to incredible things. Every time the Crows have a bad game, he's generally one of their better players. Every time the Crows have a good game, he's generally up there again as well. He He's very consistent, and that frustrates me as a, as a fan who wants to see the best players stick around. He might be just yet another one mm. out the door, and... <laughs> Fair enough to him if he's looking around because the Crows aren't doing enough when it matters mm-hmm. to, to get it done and lock him down. I, can, I can't believe the Crows haven't given him an offer because I think, personally, he's one in the one of the top five or six picked. Yes. Yeah. Easily. And like, it sucks like, that the like, midfield group's so strong that sometimes he does miss out, but he's not a player that's bad enough to miss AFL games. He oh, could play all 22 yeah. easily anywhere yeah. else. And he can play in the midfield. He's genuine, like one ninety three, one one ninety four. Mm. He can even he's probably better suited in the forward probably line. Is. Third, third tall, mm. he can jump he out can of the fly. skin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, absolute nightmare matchup. Can run all day. I just it's bewildering. I'm I'm with you. It's bizarre that they haven't started the conversation with trying to secure his services. I don't know if he's on the outer with Don Pike. Of course, he got dropped earlier this season, which was a bit uh, bizarre in itself. He got dropped, and he was able to hold his spot in the side, and he's able to come back. He played a really good game on the weekend. I feel like he's done this and has been so open about it to draw probably some attention to it, if not correct, to gamma some attention in the media and to the public to say, hey, I'm thinking about going if you guys don't start this conversation pretty soon. Well, he has to go if he doesn't get an offer, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he, yeah, he, right. he can't, he's got no choice, <laughs> but... Um, he didn't play, he didn't start the year, had a interrupted preseason, but uh, came back in and then the Crows went on a winning streak. It was just after they missed the first month yep. and the mm-hmm. Crows' first month was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty deplorable. But uh, uh, Greenwood coming back in actually sparked uh, mm. the Crows' season. He's he carries a lot of heart and soul too. He's, he does. And, he, and he goes hard at the ball. Yeah, he's he's not a player who pulls out like you know willy nilly. He he goes hard at it all the time. He's an attacking player, like you said before. He could go up forward a lot more mm. often than he does. He's what so about the versatile. Grabbing the showdown. Yeah, I mean, he's just got such skills that a lot of other players don't have, and he's come from another sport for God's sakes. I mean, that really shows how talented he is. The fact that he's not even a a brawn and bred footballer all throughout his junior years. He, he played basketball for half of that. So. It just really does go to show this guy is a, a pure pickup that the Crows need to lock down immediately. He and, and if we don't, God, I don't know where our future is if we keep letting these players Maybe, go. He'd be a restricted free agent, wouldn't he? So yes. they'd have to uh, work yeah, out some be. sort of deal. Yeah, and I uh, don't oh know, maybe Jerry Wright's on the phone. Maybe oh, they point guard. We might, might talk about the NBL shortly because yes. that ties in actually with uh, something else we've got to talk about, but, Tassie um, style. The, the Suns, though. The Suns, though. Yeah, just that's won, the, Jace's favourite team, the Suns. He had a big rant oh, last week and it fired up a few rant. people. Yeah, huge rant. They but, really lifted, didn't they? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they just backed up your point. But uh, their run home, they've got uh, Carlton this week. 
then Essendon, Collingwood, Brisbane, Hawthorne, and GWS. Now, all those other teams, besides Carlton, who are pushing for ninth too, mm. by the way, they'll, yep. they'll win again this week. So they've got a free hit against Gold Coast, and the the ladder is so close. Yep. These teams are going to win by 10, 12 goals, mm. and the percentage is going to be so tight that, that that's advantage to uh, Essendon, Collingwood, Brisbane, Hawthorne, mm. and GWS. Like they've they've got not only four points in the bank, they've got uh, a lot of percent as well. Just shows you where the Gold Coast are at, though. That's what I think is they've become a free hit for clubs that are facing them now on the back end of the season. They can prop up their percentage as they try and make a run for finals. So the Gold Coast Suns didn't show anything at all on uh, on. Saturday, which is which is what we've come to expect. We we love our feedback from uh, our fans out there, and uh, Darren is one of our great listeners of the press box. He said on Facebook, "How about move the Gold Coast Suns north? Maybe a change to the far north Queensland Suns, fellas, could share the team between Cairns and Townsville, hence North Queensland." Any thoughts? I'm all for it. I'm a former <laughs> Townsville Bulletin sports editor. They'd love it up there. Cairns and Townsville, the footy leagues are, are very strong. The, the, the pe- people think it's rugby league heartland, NRL heartland, but uh, the, the Cairns footy league is is very good, extremely mm. good. And and the, they an AFL team would get embraced up there no end. And we just saw like the, 6, the, 000, the, the Suns play up there in Townsville and, and the, the, the crowds would be bigger, mm. I think, uh, in Cairns. And well. Carmichael Hunt kicked that rem- remarkable <laughs> after right. the yes, siren goal in Cairns. So uh, <laughs> that, that'd get a, that's not as, as silly as an idea as people uh, would think. I like the idea, except I still would rather them probably integrate into Brisbane and then have a team push into Tassie. I think yep. they've deserved it after such a long time out of the league and they've been asking for it for years and years. So I think it's time to reward Tasmania. Dale, you, it's a really good insight because you did live up there and mm. um, that's fantastic. So you, so you knew that the people up there, it's not just a rugby space, you know, it's, it's actually a really hu- widely loved area for, for football. Yeah, can, the Cairns uh, Footy League is 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 pretty massive. It's got uh, eight or nine teams, and um, yeah, a lot lot of uh, people that have, have moved there for for work. And there's a, there's a lot of AFL based um, fans in there. It's not just uh, NRL and all Cowboys. There's a lot of Cowboys fans, obviously, but mm. um, um, AFL is bigger than what uh, what people think. And I, I think I think it could work. You know, the one thing that I I want to see from the Crows going forward. I know we're off the Suns now onto the Crows, but Eddie Betts can kick six goals against the Suns. Jenkins can kick four. But I want to see those players stand up in a big game. Talk about Friday night football coming up against mm. Essen. I want to see Eddie Betts kick five against yep. Essen. I want to see Josh Jenkins push up forward, create contests, and kick another four goals against a good side. And somehow the defenders also shut down someone like McDonald, Tip and Woody, who was a star oh, on the weekend. If Mid- McDonald, Tip and Woody kicks a goal against the Crows, it's game over because I think Essendon win every time he kicks a goal yeah, and they lose right. every time he doesn't. <laughs> so that, that's basically a barometer. But Eddie Betts, I saw this stat. Um, he apparently has kicked 12 goals this season against the Gold Coast Suns and 15 in the 10 other games he's played or something along those lines. Wow. It is yeah. insane, the numbers. I think it's 23 goals against teams who aren't in the eight top eight at the moment. Right. So he mm. fires against teams below them but mm-hmm. can't get a kick against the teams above them. Because he's kicked six twice this year against the Gold Coast Suns, home and away. So that basically says where he's at. Yeah, he struggles. He struggles when there's a good oh, defender. Yeah, that's right. That, that was the the tattoo on the bum. Six goals. Yes. Oh, what's yes, yes. oh, the story? Yeah, yeah he was right. there when he got the tattoo the, on the bum. Uh, How do we forget? 
the uh, was it the cousin? The, yeah. The, the, yeah, no, it was the brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, brother-in-law, three hundredth. That's right. Should yes. we move on to Port Adelaide? I know you guys are itching at this. You had a, a, an embarrassing defeat against the Brisbane Lions. Phil Smythe's guys have went out and uh, mm. basically got it done. The Lions. Well, they went after one player, and, and they brought in uh, Cam Sutcliffe to go after Lockie Neal, and uh, that's what they thought they would do from the very start. And even Ken Hinckley said in the pre-game presser or the on the interview on the ground, he said, we're going to terrorise Lockie Neal, and that's where all their focus went. And unfortunately, while they were terrorising and focusing on him, Brisbane were focusing on the scoreboard, and they got completely outplayed and outmuscled in the first 22 minutes, had seven goals kicked on them straight away, and that was all she wrote. You don't. Oh, I understand you, you can tag Lockie Neal and quell his influence, but uh, Dom Cassisi said that it was an absolute disgrace. You know, oh, they, they should <laughs> former uh, port captain, yeah. Yeah, former port captain, and during around words to that effect. But uh, surely, instead of tagging someone, they don't really have an effect on the game if they don't have the pill. So go yeah. in and get the pill first. Yeah, get the pill first. Well, we're taught from a young age: always go for the ball, not the man. Like the. Um, I think there was one stat, Brisbane had three or four goals on the board. Port had seven touches as a team. That was deplorable. Yeah. There was... And- Jeez, if he got to, if he got, points, he's lost some words. The great man, oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's balling over here, fired up. So, um, <laughs> but he, the the thing, the camp, the camp Sutcliffe tagging on Lockie Neal, I thought was absolute farce. Oh, it, it, it was a joke. It, it was an absolute joke. And it should be back when the, um, well, I call it the Andrew Gaze rule. But back back in the day, and, and, when teams used to play against Andrew Gaze in the NBL, they'd let him score 50, yeah. you know, 40, 50, but but you'd win. So the. If Lockie Neal had 45 touches and Port, port won, well, I wouldn't care. Mm. So, you know, and there's a reason just why down to one player. Let's go right. get the ball. And there's a reason why teams no longer have a, a designated target because they don't need one at the moment. It's a, it's a collective um, assignment by the whole midfield group to go to a player and, and, and negate a player, but also win the footy. And that's what they completely forgot to do. I think they were so focused on bringing in someone that had done pretty well in the sand for that was a former AFL player, had done those sort of ro- roles. They were so focused on it that they completely lost sight of, hang on, we've got to make sure we win the footy too and, and score. Mm-hmm. And it was just by the time that they realised, and, and I think at the quarter time, they were even told, hey guys, bring it back a little bit. We've got to make sure we're not all focusing on Lockie Neal. By the time that it happened, the game was Already Game was done. Done. Yeah, it was. It was a strange one. I was there watching from the sidelines, and yeah, you knew from quarter time. It, what are we wasting our time sitting around for? The game was done. Brisbane were blitzing them at everything they could in every area. And just when you thought Port were pulling it back, they'd kick another two or three just to just to propel themselves even further forward. Um, Ollie Wines was an interesting one. I think the first quarter he came off the ground in a fair bit of pain. I seem to be the only one that spotted it, which was strange at the time. I thought, oh, surely this is a bit of a story here. So I kept watching. Um, he came off with you know a real concern with his thumb, and he was you could tell he was in pain. He had a real grimace on his face the entire time, and the docs were working on his thumb, and I thought it might have been a dislocation. So that's what I reported on the to- at the time. He then went into the rooms afterwards. Seemed like he was out of pain once the docs were done with him. He went down to the rooms, came back up, got some strapping, Went back on play for the rest of the game. I thought, well, surely dislocation. They put it back in all good and well. Apparently, fracture. Yep, and he might not play this week. So yep. that's big news for Port Adelaide. In the old days, they would have just put a bit of tape on it. Get out there, son. <laughs> 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 we, he did do that, but uh, I think I don't, uh, 
very highly doubtful to play this week. The same with Brad Ebert too. His knee looked yeah, uh, PCL. They reckon it's a PCL. Doubtful. That's what uh, Michael Voss said today in the presser. And he so, went back out there too. And he, he went did played that. the rest of the game out, which is a miracle. I don't know how he did that. He played that and did that early in the second quarter as well. Got it strapped up at his left knee, and then all of a sudden, yeah, managed to run it through. But he's no good. And I don't think uh, Scotty Lyce was 100% fit either. Not that uh, every AFL player is 100% fit when you run out, but he was a uh, very uh, long, long way away from 100% fit. And then. Uh, Ryan Burton yeah, goes Burton. Uh, snap. So I uh, just brought him into my Supercoach team too. So that was a that was a that was a <laughs> was two snaps. That was a, yeah. That was a that was a double edged sword for me. I didn't like that at all. And now there's more woes really because they were hearing now that Sam Gray is out of contract and there could be some clubs circling his. Well, fair enough. Services next year. So that's another player that could be leaving. He's probably yeah. best player on the weekend too. Him and uh, DBJ up there is probably the two best on the ground. And uh, that's probably a good reason why they lost. Is uh, your season over? No. No, we're not. it's not over yet. It's, we've still got... Um, some uh, very tough opponents coming up at some very tough venues. I mean, we'll, we'll continue on that another time, but I reckon uh, you know, you've got a very tough run home. Let's look at the the hoops. We love a bit of basketball. Dale, this is your territory, but we love to get involved too. The NBL, maybe we'll start with this. Yes, We've got some I have. great news in terms of uh, Tasmania and things. Yeah, well, the NBL Blitz is uh, going to Tasmania. The, the email came out to... It was last Tuesday morning, was it? After we yep, talked after about we it, do it, again. it always happens. Again. They seem to love Tuesday again. mornings. And then everyone went, "Oh, team, team, team!" I'm like, "No, nah, hang on, nah. this is going to be the Blitz, and the, it was the Blitz, and everyone's going to be down in Tassie." Because we saw uh, Laurel Kesselman bought the uh, the stadium down there, yep. and we thought, "Gee, this is all happening pretty quickly." Tassie, Tassie, yeah, and he's working for 2020, 2021. Yes, which so, is good. Uh, so next season. But uh, uh, September, September nineteen, I think it kicks off uh, down in Tassie, a three day tournament, and. Um, Going by uh, the NBA Summer League, there's going to be scouts galore in Tassie. The whole, oh. the whole, the whole of the NBA pretty really? much will be. There'll be a scout from every NBA team oh. in Tasmania. So uh, it's uh, Tasmania's time to shine. So if they pull that off, uh, the, the team will just get a green green light, and away wow. we go. So, we'll know as early as December 2019 is what they're saying about mm. this team. So that's really really good news. Uh, you can head to nbltas.com.au if you want to sign the petition and get behind them because I think I've already done that. Signed up. Yep. yep. Already signed up and uh, got some breaking news too. Oh, uh, this week uh, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix have signed their import Who is point it? guard. His Ooh. name's uh, John Robertson. John Robertson. John Robertson. So uh, he's from the uh, Russian Euro League. Oh, okay. So he um Replaced Casper Ware in um, in France previously, so um, and he's been likened to make Bryce Cotton look like a Muppet. Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. So that's sort of what sort of the sort of the words are, words reading around the trans- that email when it came over. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's uh, reading in between the lines. Uh, reckons uh, that Mister Robertson uh, will make uh, Mister Cotton look silly. So, what's his uh, uh, What's his uh, resume look like? Uh, no, very uh, the Euro League's uh, best three point shooter uh, in the history of. Oh, the whole, okay, I'm sold. Now nah, done. Put so, him in. Um, oh. Yeah, so around forty seven percent. Jeez, uh, over his career. So um, we might struggle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the NBA scouts will be looking at him and poaching him. And uh, it was good uh, Twitter um, news too about the New Zealand Breakers too, Sam, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, night or morning. That's uh, Joachim Noah. Joachim big, uh, Noah, big tall over in the states, who's uh, played primarily his time with uh, the Chicago Bulls, your team. And yes, 
geez, uh, he's had a nice career, but he's never really made a huge, huge impact on the on the no. league. And now he wants to head, head to New Zealand. Yeah, so the uh, potentially the, the story is that uh, Matt Walsh, the, the owner of the New Zealand Breakers, uh, was the college roommate of Joachim Noah. Mm. Um, so um, he, he's been known for. Uh, his days at the Bulls when it was Derek Rose and Taj Gibson mm. and in the glory days when uh, and the Chicago was good and uh, LeBron was beating <laughs> us in the playoffs, but uh, um, famously got uh, did the move uh, to the New York Knicks, got that massive contract, um, did his shoulder, didn't play much for the Knicks and mm. got all that money for doing uh, diddly squat, really. Yep. So, um, Which is a nice way to go. So really. I don't think money would be an issue for, for Mr. Noah, but uh, it's sort of been sold and Matt Walsh has sold it to him to say, do an Andrew Bogut. So that's pretty much what every, everything now for the fringe NBA players is they could come over here and do do an Andrew Bogut, you know, play 28, 30 games, get fresh, go back to the NBA. <laughs> Sensational. Hit a playoff team and away uh, we go. So That is the best. The, the, the fact that we have a league that can cater for such a situation, which is a win-win for anyone who wants to come over and play and then still get the chance to go and pick up you, know, you can prove yourself here that you're still good to go, go back to the States, earn some good coin, play playoffs, help a team and maybe get yourself toward you know finals action again like Bogut did. That, the fact that we've got that platform, really, you know, we're, we're worried about this three, four-year window with the Next Stars program and the NCAA and all this. The, the fact that our league can actually cater for the older players as well, we've, we've got the lot. Yeah, so uh, the the next stars thing. Well, I'm, I'm going to pose this to you. Um, oh. every, every team seems to pretty much have one, and there's a few more Except potential us. next stars. Should Adelaide go for a next star? We don't have a spot. We easily got a spot. Can you drop one? Yes. Oh, oh okay. now we're getting interesting. Who do we drop? Oh, it's quite easy who you drop. Have we got a kid? Hey, have we got a kid? Who's ne- on our roster? A next star? No, no, no. Do we drop any? Of, do we have kids like development players? Are we allowed to drop them? You can drop. You can drop a. You only have. You can field twelve players. Mm. You can have a roster okay. that's more than twelve. So a next star is a free. It do, doesn't add to your roster. Doesn't add to your salary. Oh, doesn't Cal- it? It's an. It's an addition. Oh, hey, now you changed the game. I didn't yeah. know that. I thought you had to have twelve. So yeah, you can have thirteen as long as he's a next star. Oh, you can. You can sign up fifteen if you want. Oh, but jeez. But if you. This is a game changer, Jace. So Adelaide should. Go for a next star, and especially after Joey Wright pretty much recruited oh, RJ. Bloody hell. I was going to say, didn't he recruit? Yeah. Didn't he set that whole thing up and then yeah. decide not to take him? Yeah. So the whole reason why RJ Hampton isn't a thirty-sixer was Joey Wright couldn't guarantee him. If the New minute, Zealand the play us in the last New, round of the, the season, so it was all over minutes. That's so, why. So, so the RJ Hampton deal, I believe, is um, minutes, um, minutes, uh, minimum amount of minutes, yeah. plus the starting role. So it was not. He Something couldn't. that Jerry Wright could offer, right? But uh, geez, I hope it doesn't come back to a. Uh, yeah, New Zealand will play the, the Sixers in the last game of the season <laughs> for a play- playoff spot, and we'll lose. And RJ Hampton will hit the winner. Yeah. He will. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, just before we move on, uh, we got Root of the Week coming up in uh, m- moments uh, time. Tell us about who the Houston Rockets have picked up and how this just really hurts the OKC Thunder <laughs> just a little bit more, because I said I was felt sorry for him last week. Uh, so um, after Paul George was traded to the Los Angeles Clippers to meet up, uh, join up with Kawhi Leonard, mm. uh, Russell Westbrook, the only left, the only star left at OKC, <laughs> went, See ya! See ya! I'm gone! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they've actually... Uh, done a trade, so uh, Russell Westbrook is now going to the Houston Rockets to team up with James Harden, another former Thunder player. So they're back together. 
and then Chris Paul and a bunch of assets come to uh, the Thunder. So the Thunder, for, for a franchise now, they're clearly rebuilding. They mm. have more assets than, geez, the biggest bank in the world. Mm. Right. <laughs> they've got assets galore. They've they got draft picks they don't even know they have. And, uh, and, and, and Chris Paul is... Um, Reportedly getting sh- traded, he'll probably by the by the time we sit down here again, he'll yep. have a, he'll have another Tuesday team. morning. Yep. <laughs> so um, the Thunder will have even more assets. So um, yeah, it's this NBA off season's been sensational. My brother's flat. He's a Westbrook fan. He's got every single one of his jerseys. Oh, no. he Did he burn hang them all up? Did he, he burn them? He has to pretty much retire them all and hang them up on the roof. I think just like all the stadiums do. <laughs> oh dear, but uh, now nah, the Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden in Houston is uh, must see television. <laughs> it's going to be soap drama. All right, it's time for Root of the Week. All right, well, the first route of the week is going to go off to our uh, in the Victorian Eastern Football League. It was Ringwood Football Club versus Heathmont Jets on the weekend. Now, the game was interrupted just after the quarter time by a blizzard. A big hailstorm <laughs> swept through the game, causing the whole field to be covered in complete ice. And I mean, there was blokes slipping and sliding on ice, <laughs> freezing. There were some blokes that obviously didn't have the long sleeves on, even though it was about two degrees that day. Decided to not wear the long sleeves and hey, go good, out there. Yeah. It looked like a bit of snow, didn't it? It did. It actually did. And it looked like it was complete snowed out the field. Now, the Jets went on to win five goals, six to 36. But Ringwood, they kicked one goal, 15. One goal, 15. 15. They would have won. <laughs> if they had them kicked straight, they would have won. Boys, oh my boys, next week, get your snowshoes on at training <laughs> and get in front of the sticks because we can't have you doing this in these sort of conditions again. You've got to get out there in snow conditions. Have some blokes throwing hail at you, a bit of ice. And let's practice that, those goals in uh, yes. when, when the conditions go bad. Oh. So there wasn't there wasn't a real avalanche of goals. Oh, <laughs> no. yeah, very good. Get your so, skates yeah. on. Ringwood, they get our root of the week. Oh, it's a ripper. And uh, Campbell's Creek watch. Oh, oh no! Oh, the, 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 today um, I went to, was doing my planning for the the episode. I went, oh, Campbell's Creek. I wonder what happened on the weekend. So I've got the. Uh, so they backed up last weekend. Yeah, yeah, they backed up. They, they kicked a couple of goals last week, but uh, oh. th- this week they played. Uh, now, th- I, pardon me if this is totally wrong, but it's a Natty Belieber Football Club. Or That's the Swannies. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, the Swannies will do. The Swannies. Swannies yeah, Swannies, <laughs> play, Swannies play the Maggies, and uh, quarter time was fourteen seven ninety one to zero. Oh, far out. Freaking hell. <laughs> uh, half time, 31 13, 199 to zero. Sorry, half time. Half time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Three quarter time, uh, 44 19, 283 <laughs> to <laughs> zero. Oh, no. No. <laughs> the only thing, the only position worse than being the coach of one of those sides or, the, or the, that side has been the, the scorer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hands full. yeah, the goal pies are. going to be pretty sore. Yeah. I thought the fullback might have been <laughs> <laughs> spot on the ground. Uh, and uh, final score, uh, 56. 56. Goals, 32. 368 to zero. Oh. 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 Probably need to close the doors, isn't oh. it? Yeah, <laughs> I think they're done. I think they're cooked for good. And uh, to rub uh, uh, insult into injury, they were playing at home. 
So they're, in front <laughs> of, they're in front of the home faithful. Uh, yeah, they, they didn't get a clap of goal. But uh, the the big news is Mr. Douglas kicked 16 for the Believers, the Swannies. Did he get best on? And he got best oh, on. Oh, <laughs> good. About time. Finally, a coach gives his uh, star forward best on ground. <laughs> That's a pass. And we don't know how many passes are coming up next. This is pass or fast. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely get... farcical. It's farcical. 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 We're playing out of farce. It was a bit of a farce. That was an absolute farce. It's a disgrace. It gets longer every week. David Wildey's in this week. <laughs> I love it. it did, you, did you tell him to say that? No, uh, no, oh. I didn't actually. I did send him a text about five minutes before about Ollie Wines as that news was breaking, and then uh, he went on to say something else was a farce. So anyway, that's a good trade-off. Ah, very good. So, um, right, so I've got 20 passes... And I said if there was 21 passes, there'll be a cake. So, All right, uh, we need to get a pass out of him today, Jace. Yeah, right. What have we got? At least one. At least one. What's so, uh, number one, uh, Don Pike uh, on the weekend had a pretty pretty comfortable Saturday night, uh, but there was a vision of him laughing in the uh, coaching oh. box in, in oh. the fourth quarter. And Stewie Dew didn't like it. So, oh. so uh, Don Pike... Uh, Laughing in the coach's box, pass or farce? Oh, pass. It, was, it wasn't It was directed at the Suns. It was directed at one of his players, and Eddie Betts. He wanted to give a hand pass off to Tex running into the square. To an, it wasn't an open goal. It was, there was two players hot on his tail, mm. and he thought about doing it. They had a bit of laugh in the coach's box, and um, I didn't see anything. You know, I think Stewie Jew was directing his frustrations at his players and not the, uh, the coaches. Yeah, you've summed that up perfectly. I think... If I'm going to throw a farce at this, I mean, this is about the commentary that surrounded it. The yes. commentary was a farce. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the fact that I think the Sunday footy show really were the people that took aim. Just before you go on, Kane Corns is coming on, yeah, so, he is, so you can't yeah. say anything too no, bad. I'm just going to say, I reckon he was included in that conversation, which was just our mentor. Dead set farcical. <laughs> Um, I mean, I just don't understand how you can be blaming a coach for having a bit of a giggle when his players are having a bit of fun out in the field at one point. The game was completely over. We knew that. Uh, it's just a dumb conversation to be having, please. Yeah, the, the whole thing's a farce. <laughs> uh, so no pass. It's a farce. Oh, right. um, but uh, I think that uh, vision of him giggling is going to become a, a gif, I think. I think that'll be a... Later on. That's good. It'll pop up. That'll trend uh, later on in the year for sure. <laughs> Right, uh, number two, uh, Djokovic, Federer, obviously great uh, Wimbledon <coughs> men's final, but uh, the fifth set for the first time in Wimbledon history went to a tie break at 12 games all. They just brought this in. So fifth set tie breaks, pass or farce? Total farce. Shouldn't be in, in, in play at all. This came in last year, didn't it? And we just sort of went, what the hell? Why would, why would we want this? We love the long classics, but we probably don't like it when it goes 25 games each. So they said, look, 25th game in the fifth set. If you get to 12 all, this is the tie break. Uh, these two were too good. We loved, they still had some in the tank. We wanted them to go as far as they could and have a real winner. A tie break? Nah, fast. Yeah, complete fast. This is the Wimbledon final we're talking about. Mm, if they right. want to go to Sunrise, then yep. let them go to... Well, no, it's not Sunrise for yeah. us over here. It's not over there. If they want to go to Pitch Black over there, then let them go. They, they, you know, it would have got sorted out eventually. It did get sorted out, but yeah, complete fast. Absolute fast. <laughs> I hate this. I absolutely hate it. And especially, how flat would Nicholas Mahout and John Isner be oh, right now? Oh, they would. 70-68 that was in the fifth set. So uh, they could still be in went for three days that yeah, night. Yeah, insane. So, and Federer had match points too. The, the goat choked. So there, there was match points there to be had. Yeah. Keep it going. Absolute yeah. fast. Right. So uh, 
number three, we'll keep on sort of the Wimbledon theme. Um, so Wimbledon is sort of the most, or uh, well, the most historic event you could think of in uh, yep. world world sport. It's got well, uh, well, it's all heritage buildings everywhere, real English traditional yep. type. Everyone wears white and stuff like that. But uh, they actually went moved with the times and actually built a roof. They actually got two roofs now. So I heard a comment uh, yesterday during uh, the, the port game when it was teeming down with rain. Should uh, the next Adelaide Oval development have a roof, pass or fast? What? What do you mean? What? It was just they, can't, they can't put a roof on Adelaide Oval. It's not possible. No. You can, if, yeah. you, if you can put a roof on Wimbledon, you can put a roof on uh, Adelaide Oval. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's a farce. What the it'd hell? Cost, it'd cost you another billion bucks to put a roof on. Who came up with this idea? It was just, and a, not to, it was just a comment, commentary during the, the, the last oh. what, three, or you know, you're the Port Banjo Rider. How many times you got drenched? I don't care. Year? I toughen up and yeah. there's football. <laughs> I mean, 85% of the stadium is roofed already. You got the big, you got the big um, roofs over the top of each grandstand. The only people that really get saturated are the people like me. You have to sit right on the fence. The rest of them get covered. Right as rain. I think we're talking about the, the, a, the actual, uh, the actual spectacle, and it would be dry football conditions, and wouldn't be <laughs> stuff. It'd you be couldn't mar- do this. The Marvel Stadium ish. No, nah. Marvel's built because it's structured properly the whole way around to have a roof built on top of it. Adelaide was not built for that. We have to build Marvel, more around and it. And Marvel Stadium's the biggest farce in the whole yes. world. They can't even grow grass on it. There's two inches of cement underneath and then, it. And then at some days we go, gee, we've got a test match here at the Adelaide Oval. Oh, wonderful. We better have the roof open so uh, we can see. Oh, no, there's shadows. Oh, dear. What a farce. I mean, please, whoever came up with this is absolute dead set spud. It's a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just bring the umbrellas back, I say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, next one. Uh, Serena Williams got absolutely pants by uh, the Albert and Zone, the Simona Hallett. Six two, six two. Absolutely pants. Uh, will Serena Williams win another Grand Slam? Pass or fast? Pass. Jeez. She'll win another one. Yeah, she'll win. She'll win a uh, French Open, maybe. The US Open, maybe. Or the US Open. That's She'll win one. another one. She'll, she's not well, done. Well, pick one. There's only four. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe US or French, I would, yeah. I would say. Um, but she won't win in Australia. She loves it. I think Australia, she, she's won the most. So she well, might come here next so year. That, so let's say let's say there's three out of four that she can win. <laughs> she just can't win Wimbledon. She just can't win Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon she'll, she can win the US or the Australian Open, one of those. Oh, no. Likes the hardcore. <laughs> no. We want some cake, so surely there's a pass in here. You don't think she can win another one? No, nah, she's oh. done. <laughs> she's retired. You're, doing, you're doing this purely for the cake, aren't you? She, she, she's done. Oh, she's done. You're teasing us with this. I think I think that her aura of invincibility is clearly gone. Clearly gone. And yeah, she's not invincible anymore, but she can certainly still win one, yeah. sure. Mm, no. No? Nah, okay. No. <laughs> no. It's uh, it's usually called father time, but it's mother time for Serena. I don't think she she'll do, she she might make a few finals, but uh, no, nah, she won't win one. Sorry, Serena. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, next one is something dear to uh, Jason oh. J- Jason uh, my heart. Uh, Manchester City. You both Man City fans, yeah. champions. Oh, I didn't know this. Absolute champions. Uh, I've just uh, released a, a new jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, s- soccer clubs release jerseys probably every second day. But uh, Man City's new jersey is uh, 
Well, it's like a hyper-coloured T-shirt. It's like a rainbow paddle pop. Yeah, that's, what, rainbow that's what it looks pop. like. So it and a it's a yellow. complete farce. Oh, it's so okay. so it's, even... it, it's, it's a farce. It's awful. It's, is it really? It's, it's a farce? So it's got a bit of pink in there. It's got a bit of yellow it's in there. A bit of fluoro p- texture sort of look. It's just putrid. It really yeah, nah. is. Whoever came up with that. Here it is. That's filth. I've just looked at it. Oh, that's filth. That, Get rid of it. The, the, best, best, the best place to wear that is in a nightclub at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, you would yeah. absolutely go off the strobe lighting. It always it. looks like someone's dropped a glass of red wine on it and just yeah. gone, you know what? That's, <laughs> that's the new design now, boys. That's Get right. out there. <laughs> hey, that's disgusting. Yeah, no, that, that's absolute. That's disgusting. Yeah, Get rid but, of it. Oh, well, they'll be holding the cup up. We'll have to put the, that on our Twitter as well, the old uh, that photo. They'll be they'll be holding the cup up in that in that shirt, so that's uh, that's the only way the <laughs> only way that to get some sort of <laughs> approval. All right, uh, the next one is uh, <laughs> that, now we've we've got a we've got this got a, got a um, hyena here, and someone bought a hyena in. Or I don't know. It sounds like a hyena's here, but uh, we've got this group group chat. That's the how that, hyena. that's how that's how this thing whole production comes together. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much whole thing. A bit of a behind the scenes here in the press box. Yes. We have a group chat. We've mentioned it a few times, but we we use it daily. Yes, and uh, inside mail, just share a little bit here like and there. Our, it's hourly at the moment. It is, and, and today you tried something different. Yeah, so uh, this morning I was um, um, <laughs> we were texting about oh the World Cup, how good, or the Wimbledon, oh how good, or oh, what a what a fast of super over, oh, Ben Stokes, oh disgrace, but but then all of a sudden video call comes up. Oh, video call, Jace Kemp's phone skills. <laughs> Pass or farce? Now, we weren't in great places to take a video call, were we, Dale? Just, no. Just to caveat this. Well, um, to, to make it G-rated, I was uh, in the gentleman's. Yeah, you were in the gentleman's. <laughs> in, the, in the gentleman's um, doing some research. And I might have been way. home. Uh, I've just woken up. My hair's everywhere. And uh, I'm just in my pyjamas. <laughs> And uh, and there's a big video call. My face is sitting on the screen. Three way call incoming. Please pick up to Jace Kemp. I said no bloody way. You know the funny thing about this is though, I thought you were calling me. <laughs> oh, that's how bad the phone how, skills are. I've already destroyed one phone this month. I don't want to make it two. But yeah, I thought I thought you were calling me. So oh. yeah, complete pass. <laughs> Farcical. Uh, I, I have some news. Oh what. Fast of the year oh, leader! Clubhouse. <laughs> Kidding me. It's true, I'm up there. <laughs> oh, you've been up there for a couple of things. <laughs> the gold medal and the bronze medal position. Hang on. We got one how many things we got one thing left on we our got list. One, one thing left. And one you still left. haven't given us a pass. We've done about six or seven so far now. One thing one thing left. So, this uh, is it. Hit so, us hit yeah, us with the last so, one. Uh, oh, Sunday please. Sunday morning I uh, um going through Twitter and I saw this and I went, Oh dear. So Ben Simmons has been reported. He said, "Oh, he's playing for Australia. He's playing. He did the video. I can't wait to put on, pull on the green and gold." Blah blah blah. So uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN insider, the 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 doyen of NBA reporting, yep, has said, uh, "Ben Simmons are doubtful to play for the Boomers." So is Ben Simmons a pass? Or a farce. Jace, I just, farce. Uh, Jace, we're not getting cake today. Farce. This is a farce. You play for your country before you go and play for your team. You always stick by the people that supported you, the country that you're yep. from. You go and play for the green and yes. gold. You put the green and, and gold on it and you go and win and, and you play for the heart and soul. 
farce. Yeah, it's totally farce. I mean, this guy we've built up as one of our it's best not, players ever. And it's not like he would be destroying, or it's not like he'll be crossing over into NBA game time or, or anything no. like that. It's in the off season. Should be playing for his country. He absolutely should be representing the green and gold, Ben. This is farce cool. It's a pass. Oh! <laughs> Hang on. Cut the cake up. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's a pass. How is this a pass? You're the biggest... You would have hated... What? Hang on. Because Ben Simmons isn't the farce. What? His agent, Rich Paul, is the farce. Oh. Why? Because the story behind Ben Simmons highly doubtful, and we know in media land, if anyone's highly doubtful, they, they're gone. They're yeah, out. They're not, yeah, they're, 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 they're no chance. Pretty so... Much. Ben Simmons is in the middle of a re-signing with the Philadelphia 76ers. Hasn't actually signed it yet. So it's a $239 million deal. So the moment he signs that, the Boomer's shirt will come on. But he hasn't signed it yet. So Rich Paul is the farce. Ben Simmons is the pass, and there's Kate. Yes, (laughs) our 21st pass in 20 episodes. Well, you got there. Got it. Jeez, that... You know what? That and is a, a well-constructed pass or fast to leave the suspense. I, I like it. And uh, for people, people can't see it, but you can smell it too. That's how fresh it is. And it's got a prison bar look to it, this cake. It does. You've got the old Woolies uh, chop top sort of look. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's got a specially, you've requested the prison bars design on top of this. So uh, we're not too happy about that. Um, all right. Well, we've got footy tips for this week because we probably should do that. And our multi, which uh, still hasn't won this year. We're a bit flat. We really need to get Especially when Collingwood got up, I was like, Whoa. oh, I thought we were close to. Jeez. All right. We'll kick it off Friday night footy. It's your boys, the Adelaide Crows versus the Bombers. The Crows should win this one, but having said that, we're a bit of a yo-yo sometimes as well. So, look, Essendon are a real hot chance, but the Crows should win. So, uh, Bombers, Crows, whoever wins will play finals. Mm-hmm. Whoever loses won't. Mm, so like, cool. I like that. Crows will play finals. Crows will play finals. Crows will win uh, at home against Essendon here on a Friday night. Uh, the next game is our boys, Port Adelaide, take on the Tigers over at the MCG. Gee whiz. Richmond are going to kill them. They're going to kill them. Eat them alive, I Yes. <laughs> Eat them alive. <laughs> Eat them alive. Uh, if Port lose this game, their season's over. Oh, there it is. See, there's the answer I wanted. Port, I- Port Adelaide. They, the crazy thing about Port Adelaide is they win the games they shouldn't and mm. lose the games, you know, that they should win. So, you reckon they're going to win this? <sighs> nah, yes. Nah, Richmond are going to win this. Put I, it in the multi. All right, Richmond or Port, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. I'll put yep. Port in the multi. Jeez, are we paying? <laughs> Get the glove box ready. Now you can build Adelaide Oval roof with that. <gasps> all right, Carlton versus the Gold Coast. It's at Marvel Stadium. It's at Marvel. Carlton all the way, baby. Yep. Here they come. Blue baggers are yeah. coming da, for da, nine. Da, da, nine. Da, da. <laughs> if I get something right this year, it'll be nine spot. It's like the Mega Bowl in uh, Semi Pro. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine spot. Um, GWS versus Collingwood. Ripper game, this one, too. Yeah. Jeez. Giants Stadium. Giants probably have the wood over Collingwood, I reckon. Just for some. But Pies travel nicely, so I'm split. Collingwood will win. No Coniglio gone for the year. No Kelly. Yeah. Magpies. Yeah, Pies for mine as well. I think after this game as well, it's all home for Pies too. Mm. Um, Brisbane versus North Melbourne. Brisbane have to win this at the Gabba. Have to. Brisbane easily. Yeah, Brisbane for Brisbane mine. Brisbane will be top two. Brisbane for mine as well. They look stunning on the weekend. Um, the next game is Fremantle versus the Swans. Optus Stadium. Freo. 
you got to go Frio. If, if Sydney couldn't beat Carlton at their own home ground, I don't know how they're going to try and play up to stadium. Nah, Fremantle. Sydney stink at the moment, so I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go Frio. Uh, Sunday, Geelong versus Hawthorne at the MCG. And just quickly, who's the uh, the Swannies that played uh, your team, Campbell? Campbell well, oh, uh, I hope that Swans team believers. turns up to play. They're going to play Frio instead. They'll probably perform better. They're in form. Uh, Geelong and Hawks. Geelong to win at the G. Yeah, Geelong. Yeah, they had a couple of classic games, these two. Mm. Uh, Geelong for mine as well. Uh, Melbourne versus West Coast. A Traeger Park, actually. Yep. Yeah. Alice Springs. Yeah. Oh, your home deck. The Red Centre. <laughs> uh, Melbourne have a good record up there. They actually well, they yeah, did, played okay. They did last year. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they, they had a very good record up there. <laughs> um, nah, West Coast. Yeah, West Coast should beat them. Better team. Yes. Yep, West Coast for mine. And last game of the round is Saints versus the Western Bulldogs at Marvel. Oh, Bulldogs. Bulldogs, Saints. Well, they, gave it, they came. They came hard against the Cats on Saturday. Saints. Saints will get All up. Right. I did. Right, I did check it? that Saints score, and when they were in front, I'm like, yeah, "This is going to be a good game." And everyone went, "Yeah, right." And yeah. Was like, oh dear. Right, hang so on. You're close. I actually switched it on. All right. So the multi's going to go Port Adelaide into Carlton into Brisbane, Ooh. and then let's go Geelong. What do you reckon? That is a solid multi. Yeah. Port's the one that gets the value up, and the yeah. rest should win. Yeah, exactly. Well played, oh, dear. Let's get some. Let's get some dollars back, boys. Yes. <laughs> the op- the opening leg uh, is um, very gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> oh no wonder this Adelaide uh, new stadium isn't being built yet because we can't win our multi, um, fellas. This has been another ripping show. Next week, we are hoping. We said this last week, but next week we're able to probably confirm. Phil Smythe will be on the show. He's just been helping the Brisbane Lions uh, win a game against Port Adelaide on uh, the weekend. Um, and then, gee, we've got a, a, a known mysterious guest who might be coming on two weeks mm, later. So Very mysterious. We really are looking forward to this. This has been another episode of the Press Box. Good on you, lads. Thank you. Good work. Time for cake. Time for <laughs> some cake. Let's cut that thing up. We'll, uh, we'll enjoy your company next week.